everybody. Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast brought to you by Big Six Tobacco. I am your host, Corey Allen. Today with me, I have my bro, Chris Allen. Hey. And, and co-host, Adam Henderson, wonderful friend of mine, Big Fluffy Bear. Yes. All here together today. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. We're going to jump right into it. Um, the format for this is going to be a little bit different than the last one. Uh, we did a review on the All Out Kings in the previous episode, which is episode number two, first episode in the Cigar Edition. This is our second episode in Cigar Edition. And uh, just recently, literally 15 minutes ago, we wrapped up smoking the Aging Room F55 Quattro, which is what we're going to be reviewing today. And I must say, guys, I'm a little hard. I'm, a, I'm erect right now. Mm, yeah, the taste was on point. The cigar in and of itself was one of the better flavored cigars, I've, at least from a consistency perspective, <clears throat> that I've had in a long time. Yeah. Nothing really wowed me about the cigar, so nothing, like no flavors stood out to where I was like, yeah, this, this is really something that's dynamic and unique, but man, it was consistent. Yeah, it's a smooth cigar. Really, it didn't burn your throat or anything or like make it give you a hoarse voice. It didn't give me the Marge Simpson. Yeah. I really loved the the sweetness and the mildness of it. it it started off a little bit spicy it actually fooled me because i typically don't like to google a cigar before i smoke it i like to smoke it and then kind of go oh you know this is this nicaraguan is it dominican and i was actually really shocked so i'll just i'll just say that i, I was shocked to find out what its construction was and we smoked it outside in damp ass weather pouring rain yeah yeah wet environment we didn't give a fuck humid no. as shit awesome. kind of cold outside yeah, but it was uh, it was a treat to say the least. And I've actually, so we smoked this cigar a while ago, <clears throat> and funny enough, I forgot the way that I critiqued it initially, and Adam had to remind me exactly what I said about it before. And it was um, it was fairly underwhelming the first time that I had it. When did you have it? It's probably about a year ago. I think it was this time last year. Yeah, actually. probably it was summertime last year. And was and it as, the was it the F fifty five? It was the F fifty five, and I remember being pretty underwhelmed by the cigar as a whole back then. Yeah. Now I'm glad we reviewed it this time because my opinion differs greatly from the initial time that I had it. So, and and it's it's important to to state that I trust Corey's cigar knowledge and his and his general taste because. When he told me last year he didn't he didn't enjoy it as much as he hoped he would, I kind of avoided it. I, I stayed away. Yeah, from this it. was my first aging room actually. Yeah, mine too. And we smoke a lot of cigars, so that's that's actually kind of shocking. Yeah, yeah, and especially since this one back in 2013 was rated the second overall, so end up runner up in Cigar Aficionado's top 25 of 2013. Yeah, which is actually, I mean. Th- there's a lot of people that put a lot into this cigar as far as it being one of the better, especially from a boutique perspective. Yeah. It's not, <clears throat> this is not a mass produced cigar. It is essentially a small batch. Yes. Um, so it's, it's, for me, it's kind of weird that we've waited this long to smoke it and review it. Um, but I must say my experience is vastly different from the first time, the second time around. And yeah. for me, it hit everything pretty much spot on so just for those who are listening the way that we review is we do it on a six point system 
And there's a bunch of criteria that goes into that. There's a flavor f- uh, profile of it. There's the construction. There's how well it burns. burns yeah. We do hold tests to make sure that, hey, we're not hitting any dead pockets within the cigar. So we literally leave it untouched for about roughly five minutes um, and then go back to it. And then, of course, how well it draws, which is one of that's one of my biggest criteria. And, and the reason yeah. we do that is like there's so many times where because a cigar could take you a significant long time to smoke, right? Some cigars, even a Robusto, could take you 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And the thing is, is you're going to be doing other things other than just sitting on your ass smoking a cigar. Usually you're going to be maybe getting up to take a piss or shit. Mm. And you're going to be like doing something else or you're going to have to do, you know, you're just get, you're, you're going to have to put it down at some point. Yep. Yeah. And which is pretty common. I mean, right. even, even, through, even through this review, I spent the majority of my time taking photos. Yeah. So I, I had it down quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, and I was I was test. like trying to take those like perfect MySpace photos yeah. for for the Instagram. The upwards smoking mice, the uh, aging room. Yeah. And it I spent easily thirty minutes just trying to take a photo. Yeah. We're not all Hollywood like that. I, I fucking hate taking photos of myself though. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't it just feel so narcissistic when you do it? No. Mm. I put it in my spank bank. No. Well well if you spank to yourself. I appreciate it. Bravo, sir. Bravo. It's the hair. <laughs> and then you have these yeah. then you have people that it's always the same photo, right? It's like yeah. always the same angle. It's like this is my good side. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the other side so they look like two faces, a bunch of scars, like someone burned up in a fire. You know, yeah. one thing I appreciate about the, the, the review process that we've created the three of us really put our heads together and we wanted to create something unique that's not out there like a encyclopedia of, of one cigar i mean who has time to read that much yeah and a lot of the crazy bullshit they write on there i think you guys touched on it in your review of the all-out kings some of the flavors that they call out are just absolute horse shit and yeah if you can taste pizza crust in a cigar Pat yourself on the back because you're a fucking champ. Yeah, there's there's yeah. there's the pretentiousness of it that we at least in the first edition cigar edition episode we talk about. Hey, that's really what we want to stay away from. So yeah. we want to give it as real as possible and and give at least an, an intelligent opinion as far as hey, we liked it, we didn't like it. Here's why. Yeah. Why we didn't? Here's why we did. Did you like it? I liked it. I was. Um, did you like I, it, Adam? I, I did. I, I did. Um. We can talk about the construction and things that we kind of dinged it on, but flavor-wise, on point. Delicious. Yeah, it was, it, it was kind of crazy. So <clears throat> there's a lot of cigars that once you first start smoking them, usually there's differences, and they're not even subtle. Most of them are very defined differences between the first third of the cigar, and then you've got like kind of the middle part of the body, and then how does it finish off? They usually are, are quite different from a flavor perspective yeah and this one what i noticed was from beginning to about i'd say the last third of the cigar was pretty much the same flavor profile which was great and consistent nothing stood out to me where i was like wow this really was incredible this was this this flavor that I've got to get more of yeah. where I, there was no like huge wow factor, but man, I love the consistency. It yeah. was, it's not hitting a home run, but it's hitting a double every time. And yeah. in generally I was, I was telling Adam outside, like sometimes Sumatran really is either hit or miss for me, mm-hmm. depending on the filler. Um, but I thought it worked really well with this particular stick. Um, I definitely off the first draw, it was kind of spicy, right? Agreed. Yeah. Um, I could definitely taste the fingers of the Indonesian man who uh. rolled this for me. <laughs> did, did he wash his hands? Could you no, tell? I could tell it was, mm. you know, it, it had, had hints of, of balls. 
Fecal, oh. A little bit of fecal matter. Oh. That's well, where you're getting the spice from. I typically en- enjoy a good Sumatra wrapper, as long as it's darker and, and oily like most of them are. And, and the wrapper really is the meat of the sandwich. I mean, that's what you're tasting most of. The fillers are, are there and that you could yeah, we really fi- get it. And we always finger them, right? We always, always. like, oh. <laughs> All right, really getting in there. Oh, well, touch, I, you touch the tip, you pinch the sides. Pinch it a little bit. And I have to say, up. the reason the cigar fooled me is I'm a, I'm a big fan of Nicaraguan tobacco. Me too. I, I've made no bones about that. I really enjoy Nicaraguan cigars more than just any region in the world, probably. And when I lit this cigar, not Googling it or doing any research on it at all, to me, it had that classic, chewy, heavy, bold, in-your-face profile that a good Nicaraguan cigar does. And newsflash, this is not a Nicaraguan cigar. No, I thought yeah. it was based on the spiciness. Um, yeah, because we, we didn't look up what the cigar was actually made out of. Uh, until halfway through the stick, we didn't. We tried. Uh, we're to. like, this kind of tastes like Nicaraguan. Yeah, yeah. We were fooled. And it's dark and, and box pressed, which again, I think last year Corey started delving into box pressed cigars. You avoided them because they typically the ones that you had enjoyed before didn't draw very well. Yeah, I used to have a lot of difficulties with box pressed cigars yeah. um, but, on the draw. And the draw for me, I love a good flavored cigar, but I like one even more. Yeah. that I can smoke all the way through. And if the draw is too tight, coming from this poor little kid that has mm-hmm. asthma, I just can't. If it's too tight of a draw, yeah. I can't do it. I'll tell you, I, bad experience yeah. with a Gurkha recently, a 12-year yeah. reserve, that I, I had to put that sucker down because I just I could, I could not loosen it up enough yeah. to get a good draw on it. And so There's nothing more disappointing than buying a really good-looking cigar. And box-press cigars have a really great appearance if they're made well. And this one looked, it looked really lights good. out. Just I, Perfect. I really give the construction on this per, as close to flawless as I've seen, especially yeah. for box press, because there's a lot. There's a lot that can go wrong with the box press cigar just yes. because it is yeah. box press. Well, we ha- we all had the same from the same box, and we yeah. we we filled her up, yep. and we looked for uh, soft spots. Obviously, uh, soft spots could lend to bad burns, yep. bad yep. draws, could kill the cigar, and you have to relight it. But I didn't notice anything initially nor did i it looked but when you it came were, to the construction but both of you had so yeah i mean i got like halfway through <laughs> it and i'm like you know what i think i'm gonna give the draw a perfect score because it was a really healthy draw and even my photo i posted on instagram when we were smoking it i mean that was literally one draw yeah. and it just like i felt like a fucking dragon with the smoke coming out the sides of my face yeah good plums of smoke from and all three of them soon Falcor. as soon as i stopped smoking it that motherfucker went out yeah, that's the disappointing part about you know what it was though. Cigars. So we talked about this in the first cigar edition podcast, but we mentioned that a, a stick could you know easily have soft spots, which could affect the draw and the burn, and mm-hmm. have to relight it. But even overpacking could have a huge uh, negative or repercussion yeah. to the draw and burn and have to relight it. And, and I got to say, I think the reason mine died, because after feeling there was no soft spots, no. it was just really packed. Yeah. And it was box pressed. So, you know, it just, that fucker was just so stuffed. They bunched yeah. it very tight when they, when they were hand rolling it. They, when they were bunching the filler, they bunched it very tight. Super because tight. Mine Super went out, tight. mine went out at the exact same 50% mm. halfway point that Chris is. Yeah. Had. Like it, I, uh, mine went out and then literally a minute later yours went out. But here's the crazy right. thing. Both of yours went out. Yeah. Mine smoked flawlessly all the way through. Yeah. Flawless. It, no relight. Great plumes of smoke. Never a harsh draw. Perfect. 
all the way through. And I, I think the thing I appreciate about that, though, is that you really do understand that these are handmade and mm-hmm. that no cigar is the exact same. Yep. They're not all created equal. They're all fingerprints. They all have their own kind of characteristic. It doesn't matter if you're smoking the same thing from the same box like we were. We both yep. had the same issue. Yours was really, really well Problem was, well is done. your Indonesian got lazy. Yeah. But, the, you know, the construction, yeah, I, it was definitely really high, though. Like, yeah. it was quality. Yeah, it was definitely pretty flawless. Beautiful cigar. And for a small batch cigar, it was, I mean, it, it's what you want. We, we put a lot of credence into boutique brands, uh, yeah. small batch brands. They're when, probably some of our favorites. So when you smoke something like an aging room, you want that same experience. Like you're, yes. you're hoping, just like you are for the other ones, you have a great experience. You're hoping that it delivers the same way. Mm-hmm. And this one did not disappoint. Absolutely not. And the, the maker of this cigar, you could tell that the tobacco was really well aged. It had a beautiful flavor. It had a beautiful smell. Yeah. When you when you were smoking it and the smoke coming off was just had a, such a great odor. It was really a wonderful experience, except for the the few issues that we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a yeah. Uh, you know, when it came to our second rating criteria, quote unquote, it, you know, as far as the burn, the consistency of the burn, did you have any runs or canoeing, which is typically right. you know uh, when one side of the stick burns unevenly and you'll kind of looks like someone hit it diagonally. It legitimately looks like a yeah. yeah. And um, like you get like a V cut. Nothing. In the foot of your, I mean, of your cigar. it burned really well. It, it did burn really well. Yeah, it did. Um, draw was super good, except for when we reached that weird overpacked spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like the burn was good. Like, Very. you know, I, I can't really beat it up too much because it is box press and that lends to all sorts of different potential issues. Yeah. And, and for me, everything was pretty close to flawless other than there wasn't the wow factor and taste for me. There was, I was pleasantly surprised at the end of it though. And I made note of this with you guys a few times where I just hit this pocket of flavor that really ran all the way till my fingers started burning and that not having that harsh draw at the end or that super hot draw at the right. end and i could still taste such a great flavor i mean the flavors really came out in the last third of the cigar which yep. i was super stoked for nothing that was crazy there was no super wow factor but it did get pleasantly better towards yeah. the end yeah like flavor wise did you guys like it yeah, yeah i i liked it a lot i know there's i've seen some reviews where people are talking about like sweet notes which that's what i got at the end yep. i didn't get as much of that through the first 75 no, percent no. of the cigar though it at seemed all. like a, it, it honestly um after looking at it now after we smoked it i mean we knew even going into it that was like yeah this is a full full-bodied cigar yeah, yeah. full-bodied cigars are ones that hit you in the face with either spice or just have a very yeah good pungent, bold flavor yeah, yeah bold flavor meaty earthy and, and this one was definitely that in the very first few draws and it did smooth out like most do as you make your way through the leaf um but it was a strong cigar i i what i was surprised about what i was talking about earlier was that it it's not a nicaraguan cigar it's actually a dominican cigar yeah that kind of really was a pleasant surprise because it started off so so spicy and earthy and very bold i mean you have to assume it's dominican corojo that that would be my guess there there should be if it's not corojo it's got to be like dominican lajero or something a little bit more sun kissed to the top of the plant, but the binder is also a Dominican binder. So it's Sumatra wrapper, Dominican binder, Dominican fillers. They yeah. don't really go into too many details about what type of tobacco they use in the filler. 
Some don't, some do. Um, but it, it was it, it did smooth out. After, for me, it was after the first third. It really calmed down, and it got really sweet, and I liked it. And it stayed that way all the way to completion, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and yeah. I and the weird thing is, is I I maybe the opposite of you guys in that regard, where I didn't think that the first part of it was spicy. I didn't think it was that earthy. You're fucking. Crazy. I could I could have Very almost crazy. get out of here. I think I could have I could have pinged this one as Dominican, especially yeah. as I got towards the end because I did get some of that sweetness, right? And I did get some of that mildness, which I appreciate. I like Dominican cigars more than I like all others, right? Um, so I, I could have probably guessed, I, I, you know what, I, it probably wouldn't have been my first guess, but I'm not surprised that it is. Right. I'll put it that way. And I think uh, the reason Chris and I maybe were surprised is we're both more of a Nicaraguan flavor profile. Yeah. 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 You guys like it with a little hair on it. Yep. So the, at, every time I smoke one, I get more chest air. <laughs> so out of our big six rating, we have a one through six. We try to keep it simple. And, and my cigar, because of the issue I had with the pocket in the middle, <laughs> which is contradictory yes. because from a scale of six, your percentage <laughs> values get real fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, I don't give a fuck. You just take it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. We're we not do it because it's people. a play on words. Yeah. yeah, assholes. Our company's the big yeah. six tobacco company. If you can't appreciate that, I can't help you. All just sixes. But just take the denominator, yeah. which is six. Take what the rating is. Take the rating and divide it by six, and there's a goddamn percentage. But I will say, out of out of six total overall points, mine got a solid five flat. And the, the, the knocks on it were the foot was a little shaggy. It wasn't cut perfectly clean. It wasn't flat. There was a little extra tobacco hanging out of the foot, which is not a big deal. It's just it's what it was. And then the pocket in the middle... Some ladies have a little bit out. sticking out. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, mm-hmm. It was a 70s style cigar. It had a little bush. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, got, I gave it a five. Yeah. Five I think, out of six. I, and, and, and just so people who are listening to this know, a five out of six is damn good for us. That's really th- good cigar. Th- we, that is one that we absolutely Literally, recommend. Literally, if it's anything under, uh, I think it's like 4.9, we usually like, yeah, this is not, well, this isn't great. If yeah. You're, if you're paying a premium price for a cigar and it gets under a five on our rating. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely, as we, keep, as we continue doing these reviews, we'll steer you towards the ones that we feel are good quality, great cigars, good yep. flavor profile, ones that we highly recommend. And then there's going to be ones that you guys will probably be a little bit surprised about or we'll steer you away from them because we didn't have good experiences. So, overall, stick was very good. Yep. If you're a beginning smoker, do not take this one. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Not for beginners. It's you not for beginners. You wouldn't be able to appreciate it, and it would be a lot of nicotine. Yeah, because I did get, and I, yeah. I have to say, I smoked it on an empty stomach. I haven't yeah, eaten dinner. I yet. did too. So the nicotine factor was there. I smoke a lot of cigars, and the nicotine did hit me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and I, I had four brats and still felt it. Yeah, I got a little bit of a head buzz from that one, which is good. Yeah, four, um, four brats. We four brats. We do not live in, in Milwaukee. We're, that's like the Milwaukee <laughs> diet. Yeah, brats and cheese and beer. Bratwurst. <laughs> get them brats. Lots of farts in Milwaukee. Lots of farts. And lots of cheese. I had the gurgle guts. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So, so I gave it, so both of, uh, Chris and Adam both gave it a, a solid five, which I think is an yeah. absolute great score. Highly recommended. I gave it because I did not experience the same issues they did. And because I was pleasantly surprised by the flavor towards the end, I gave it a solid 5.5, which would be a highly recommended cigar based on our scale. You're fucking biased. 
I you want you maybe. want their sponsorship. It's kind of crazy shit. because I think I'm the most unbiased since my you first are. initial cigar review. I don't say review, but my first experience with this cigar was actually very underwhelming. And at that time, I would have not recommended it. I was excited to smoke it again because I love giving things another try because it's just it differs so greatly. And, and yeah. part of it is the human factor as far as what our palate is exposed to throughout the day. And there's a whole bunch of factors that go into it as far as how well this one, this particular one was made and how well it was maintained. Right. This would be vastly different than the one I smoked before. They need a tagline. The shops you, the shops that you buy your cigars at, there is a wild shift in consistency from shop yeah. to shop. Some, yeah. some have their humidor set perfectly. Some and the good thing is, is, is we, we've got this one shipped to us and not yes. one that it had not been tainted by some dirty man's fingers and it didn't sit in Mine an was. inconsistent humidor at a, at a retail shop for six months before we picked it up it shipped from a well-known online retailer yep. and it came in a humidity pack so it came sealed in a ziploc humidity pack and they were perfect looking yep. and they were in really really good shape they'd been well cared well cared for yeah definitely straight from the box yeah, because actually on my on my stick it actually had the name of the guy who fingered it. his name's Abdullah. Oh man, what about um, the fifth one down, Agong? Agong. I, I, I'm not yeah. Indonesian, so if I butchered that, I don't really care. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume a lot of there's not many Indonesians listening to this. Well, you never know. I don't even know if they have computers. Yeah. Um, Ab Abdullah. So your fingers taste good, man. Chris and Adam, <laughs> five on the nose, Corey. 5.5. Yeah. Which rounds out a total cumulative score or average like score 5. of 5.16. We'll round yeah. to 5.2, which that's a, that's a great score. So, yeah. um, so as just kind of a recap, this is one that we definitely recommend. Yeah. If you are lucky enough to get one that has, that's maintained the kind of construction and care that we've got, yeah. you're going to be in good which shape. Which for all you math whizzes out there is an 86%. Repeating, of course. Repeating. That's a solid B. Right. That's, <laughs> That's a and, solid and you know B. What? I think I think in this industry there is so much pomp and circumstance put into these reviews and, and Half Wheel does it. And you know what? There is a place for that. If you want to read a really crazy review and if you want to taste cardamom and cinnamon and, and cashew and whatever the hell else they're calling out, yeah. go it was, for it. Yeah. I, I don't go that granular with it when was, I'm smoking. It was earthy, had a little bit right. of spice, and you know, uh, someone, I think you were describing it as kind of like more of like an espresso or coffee. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So you should touch on yeah. that. The descriptors of this cigar were called out on the website. And what, what were they? Oh, God. That, uh, Sweetness of chocolate, yeah. espresso yeah. notes. Espresso notes, yeah. Which, which, yeah, I mean, in this cigar, it's like you can, you can get hints of that. The reason, we, the reason we really like to stay away from that is because what really matters is if you like it. Yes. So if we think it's a great cigar, we're going to recommend it. If yep. we think it's good and we think it's consistent and it's got the perfect burn, it's got the great draw, I'm going to recommend it every single time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This one hit it right down the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Great cigar. Not a home run cigar. No. Solid double, solid single every single time. Which begs yeah. the question of, of how objective these reviews really are because Cigar Aficionado, Aficionado Magazine gave it the number two cigar mm -hmm. in 2013 in its category, and it was the first non- Cuban cigar on the list. Yep. So they loved it. They loved it. We liked it a lot. I wouldn't say I loved it. I'd smoke the hell out of it again. Y yeah, it got, it got a rating. How much of, was it again? What's the price? Well, I, I, I bought it from an online retailer and a, and a promotion. So um, 
I think average single stick costs is roughly ten bucks, ten or eleven dollars, depending on what you what state you That's live in. That's worth it. Because That's worth it. Tobacco taxes are different for every state. We live in Ohio. Tobacco taxes here are okay. They're not yeah, too bad. They're they're about mid range. So yeah, I mean, if it's one that you want to grab as a single stick, highly recommend. Yes. It's it's. I would say it's worth the ten bucks. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's worth a you know top. To yep. rating in mm-hmm. 2013, or I wouldn't even give it a score of hey, 95 based on cigar aficionados. No. They gave it a 95. Yeah, 95 yeah. is up there with like some of the my fathers. That it's it's that that's like a superior rating on that scale. Um, I don't personally think it warrants that type of score. No, but again, that's not my criteria. I think for our purposes and the way that we review and we take other things into consideration, this is a phenomenal cigar. Highly recommended. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good. So we're gonna shift topics, and uh, and everybody knows that I love to to discuss all things FDA regulation. Oh, fucking death! Yes, it's just did you, so. Did you see my new hashtag in my Instagram post? Fuck today? the F- FDA. Hashtag <laughs> fuck the FDA. Yeah, so so I, I always like doing follow ups on FDA because there's always something fun that comes out, and and I'm gonna preface this by this. Uh, so it was a study that came out by the FDA roughly about a week and a half ago, and what made me laugh was if anybody who subscribes to the Onion news outlet, which is is supposed to be ironic, they're supposed to be built in puns. It's satirical. It's all it's satire. It's definitely satirical. Um, I thought that's what this study, at least when I first saw the article of the or study. Or like an April Fool's joke or something. I right. thought that's what it was because the study literally reads, FDA-funded study confirms children do not smoke premium cigars. I Shocker. laughed my ass off when I read it, and I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. But what I, come, what I actually came to find out was, it was legit. It was a legit study. They they wasted taxpayer money on there to yes, tell us did. something that we already know. You don't get nine year old Johnny walking to the local smoke shop and go, "Give me that Opus X Lost City right there." That's thirty nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, kids don't have that kind of money. What what, no. what what was the study? What was the age range? So the study analyzed the tobacco use of roughly fourteen thousand children, ranging uh, ranging in age from twelve years to seventeen years. Oh, God. The data shows that only 2.3% have ever smoked a traditional cigar. 2.3% in that age range, out of those 14,000 kids, only 2.3% of them had admitted smoking a premium cigar. So premium, we have to point that out. So when you go into a smoke shop, there is no shortage of like Swisher Sweets, whatever. Not included. That is not included in this sample. Yeah. Um, The only thing that was, was closely related to something like a Swisher Street was the infused premium cigars right. were included, but Swisher Sweet, some of those other ones, not, not included, included in the study. It's like, John, what do you want for your birthday? I think I want like Halo 5 right. for Xbox One. And like, well, maybe. And then the mom literally goes to like the local cigar shop. She's like, well, a $60 video game or maybe like a $12 cigar. The only way I would ever, <laughs> the only way I would ever consider like a kid smoking a cigar is if he's trying to put more, like, more hair on his peaches. The, the point yeah. is, is like, how the fuck is a 12 year old going to get a goddamn cigar anyway? Yeah. What saddens me about this is that there was actually time and money spent on this survey. Like, <laughs> like it's not right. something that could already be assumed. And, and in Ohio, to be fair, I mean, I, you, other states may sell premium tobacco elsewhere. It's like we like need a sample stores, audience of whatever. children, and we want you all to smoke a cigar. But when you, walk into a, when you walk into a premium cigar shop here in our area anyway, I see these, this, is, this is what they do. They don't sell anything else. They sell I see a, pipe a bunch tobacco. of 
and early cigars. 30s to like yeah. 70s guys. You see a kid walk in there and you Mostly. go, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. One of these things does not this, belong. That, <laughs> that fucking 12-year-old strolls in with his backpack on. He's like, I, I saved my lunch money from school today and I'm going to get a cigar. Yeah it's, yeah. it's ridiculous that this study was even done. But the good thing is, is despite being done or not being done, it did confirm the suspicions of... You know, the, the people who wanted to really know, but for yeah. those who who are smart enough and intelligent enough to make the assumption, it just it just sense. reaffirms exactly yeah. yes. exactly what we all knew. These and, kids, twelve to seventeen, what are they? Even if they had a job, what are they going to spend their money on? Condoms and video games. Yeah, definitely condoms. I, I I was spending lots of money on condoms when I was a kid. Yeah. So my thought is, is I there's a, just I had a girlfriend very young, twelve to seventeen years old. If you're smoking anything, you're smoking cigarettes, and you're doing it for the cool factor. Or vaping, because vaping seems to be this uh, trend. Don't now. get yeah. me started on that shit. Yeah, I just don't think it's fair. I I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb to lump. I, I like like even a study was done as far as premium tobacco when there's there's far greater issues in that age range. I mean, let's talk about like childhood depression how much, how, how much <laughs> screen time are you giving your toddler i mean how you give a kid an ipad for four hours i will tell you right now that's worse for your kid than even being in the vicinity of a premium cigar yeah long long term <laughs> yeah, effects for sure yeah, yeah yeah so i think it's i think it's ridiculous fda once again proves that the that the whole regulation process just seems really dumb it's it seems crippling. misguided for sure i'm 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 just disappointed for the fact that it comes to things like this to try to get confirmation of why you put this process into place to begin with. It, yeah, I, like that's supposed to theory. justify why there should be more strict regulations or yeah. something on I, I, I do, tobacco. I do have a lot of suspicions that some of the FDA regulations that were brought forward were brought forward by big cigarette tobacco. R.J. Reynolds, Philip Morris, because they were losing market share. How many people yep. do you know still smoke cigarettes? Yeah, as cigarettes continue to decline, the yes. use of premium tobacco does increase, and it has increased. So at the rate that cigarettes have been declining, the use of cigars and premium tobacco is, yep. is increased at about that same rate. So I know that there's, I know there's a lot of kind of, I don't even want to call it conspiracy because I actually do believe in it, and I think you could probably prove it. Yep. But... There's definitely some other things going on. There's other outside interests as opposed to, hey, we just don't want young kids being exposed to this kind of, um, you know, health risk. And it's like, no, no. there's there's a greater issue here, and it and it all comes down to money. Let's be honest. Follow the lobbyist groups. So Big Tobacco has a massive lobbyist group, and I'm talking the cigarette yep. lobbying yep. group. Um, you know, and and when you're talking market share and profit margins for publicly traded companies and even private companies, they're going to do whatever they have to do at the federal level with lobbying money to yep. get market share back. And of if course. that means injuring other industries, they're going to do it. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm not saying that's what's at play here, but that is my suspicion. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. And it just, when you look at studies like this, you're just like, oh, yeah, like how it plays into all of that, how it plays into... I mean, it's a small piece of the overall problem. It's a small piece of the overall regulation, but it's like, yeah. I kind of look at it and I'm like, man, you know what? There's, there's better things you could be fighting right now. And this one just seems to be a nominal issue. It well, just doesn't seem to be as severe. And the fact that you couldn't already assume this, if you're an intelligent adult and you couldn't already assume that, a, you know, a kid from the age range of 12 to 17 is not smoking cigars on the regular, <laughs> you're, you're right. fucking stupid. <laughs> you're not, fucking It's not dumb. like they can buy them anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, a kid is not it spending... It 18 to buy a cigarette. What you, well, how are you going to get your hands on a fucking cigar? Let's yeah. talk about the financial piece of it. I mean, when I was a kid, I was mowing grass to take my girlfriend to the movies. I wasn't mowing grass to go buy cigars. Yeah, yeah. And, and these things are not cheap. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. And we discussed this in the last podcast where I'm 29 years of age currently. I started smoking when I was about 19. And it was smoking premium tobacco, not cigarettes. Right. To be clear. And but I had the income at the time to make that a reality consistently, not just as like an, you know, once in a while hobby, I could smoke consistently. But that's because I had the income to support that. Most young teenagers or, you know, kids, adults entering into 18, 19, 20 years of age don't have that kind of income to support a habit like that. Especially if it's a consistent habit. Like, we, we smoke a lot. I yeah. couldn't imagine being a 19 or... It'd be that's a bad example. A, a kid under the age of 18 having the money to, to go and buy a, a handful of premium cigars. Yeah, unless your daddy's rich, but at that point, you're uh, probably just doing cocaine. Right. Well, yeah, you're going to... You're, you're definitely not going to waste your time on this. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're into hard drugs. He's literally just... Yeah. He or she's buying video games, condoms, and clear silk. So have we done any research to find out what the FDA spent on this study? Because this has got to be public knowledge. Yeah, so it's got to be out there somewhere because yeah. it is it's part of public record. I have not seen anything as far as how much it costs, but I have to imagine you're surveying 14,000 people. Even soft costs, it's in that, not it cheap. costs a lot of money. It's not cheap. 14,000 children? That's a lot. That's a pretty good sample size. And guess where they source that money from? Oh, yeah. It comes out of our pockets. Mm-hmm. Welcome, taxpayers, to your yeah. quarterly ass-fucking by the government to yep. do useless studies that we already know the answer to. Yep. Way to go. So if you're an adult and you're mm. worried about your kid smoking cigars. Worried about your kid <laughs> yeah. getting your gun out of your gun cabinet or you know, doing something stupid. Then yeah. That's a whole other story. Again, this is a very... This is a very um, inconsequential. I mean, it's it's yeah. just so minute, and this this severity factor of other things that are going on in our nation right now. It's just hard to believe. That's why I said I thought it was funny that I thought it was satirical. I thought it was like a funny Onion article when yeah. I read it. I, I literally laughed, and and I know a bunch of other people um, who are around the cigar industry, aficionados and such, were all kind of laughing and making fun yeah. of it at the same time, kind of thinking the same thing. I was thinking like, yeah, no shit. Like exactly. no fucking shit. We already know that. Yeah. And you know, the, the unfortunate part of this is we all smoke a lot of, I, I, the word boutique is overused, I think in our industry, but I think the small batch boutique, small guys that aren't pumping yeah. out millions of sticks a year, this is only hurting them because yeah. the FDA approval process for this product is, is going to be expensive when, and if they implement it, some of it's already being implemented. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, and it's hurting an industry. It's it's having a trickle down effect through the econ- you know economic situation that we're in. Yeah, it's it's definitely frustrating. They should have done the study just to say like, we sampled four thousand children or fourteen thousand children and asked them if they could afford cigarettes yeah. or yeah cigars. Well, and the funny the funny thing is is they factored in cigarettes, and the percentage was much higher than that of uh, you know children consistently using. Um, premium tobacco or cigars more accessible and it was still actually the factor in in my opinion and i don't know what this roughly equates to for the population but the factor was still pretty low at 1.5 percent usage whereas like for premium cigars and tobacco i think it was at 0.4 
0.4. So we so crippled an industry over 0.4. 0.4, yeah. So And really, job. and to be clear, just so everybody knows who's listening to this, the FDA regulation when it was first proposed was for underage use. Right. So the regulation has further implications now on the premium tobacco industry, but its first initial... Its first initial go-around was to limit or prohibit youngsters from being able to get their hands on premium tobacco. Because they don't know what's good for them. Yeah, you're not mature enough to make that kind of decision when, you know, here's my thing. If you're, if you're a youngster, if you're 17 years old and you've got kind of loot in your pocket to where you can afford a cigar, then I say fucking go for it because you're doing something too. right. You're yeah. an entrepreneur, drug dealer, <laughs> I don't know what you are, but... <laughs> But goddamn, if if you're hustling enough to have enough money to support yeah. a cigar habit, hey, I say you deserve it. And they're better than cigar or uh, cigarettes. I started smoking at a, at a young age. I was 16 when I started smoking premium cigars, and I didn't buy them. I, they were given to me. I won't say how I got them, but they were given to me by a, a man that owned a local shop, and um, he was a really nice guy. And he would just say, "Hey, go in there and get you one." And 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 oh, you were like his apprentice. I want a Caribbean fisherman. To be fair, to be fair, he didn't know how old I was, but I had a beard when I was fifteen. Holy so. shit! Yeah. Um, but you know what? You the thing is, kids. But the yeah. thing is, if you're buying tobacco and you even look like you're close to eighteen, any responsible tobacconist is going to question that. And they're actually pretty good about it. So where Very. you hear horror stories of like alcohol, where it's like the the man running the register turns the other cheek knowing that someone's there that does not happen in premium tobacco for the for the reputable shops out there they you could walk in the store and i guarantee they turn your ass right around well you know if they know you're under 80 to 90 percent of their profit center is based around one product they're not they're not selling t-shirts yeah and And they're not they're not going to compromise that for something so silly as underage um underage buying so yeah, um, good job FDA. You're really you're really doing a good job. Hashtag, fuck the FDA. Fuck the FDA. Please hashtag that yeah. on Twitter and Instagram. If you are uh, posting Instagram pictures and you are smoking a cigar, please use that hashtag. I want to see this thing blow up. Yeah, we'd like to see it in the millions. Not that it matters, but it's just something fun to point to. Yeah, let's give it to the government as much as they're giving it to us. So, I, just yeah. want, I just want everybody to be able to smoke a cigar if they want. If you're a two-year-old and you want to smoke a cigar, you should be able to smoke a cigar. Chris is out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> For all you parents listening out there, which there's probably plenty of you, if you yeah. can just say, know on record what Chris said. Listen, if you can say yes or no, you can make the choice. <laughs> well... What's the next topic? <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from that, um, I do have to say, and um, for everybody who follows me on Instagram, uh, one, I greatly appreciate it. Secondly, um, a gentleman who, was, who follows me on Instagram, and I was pretty pleased, at least from his response, um, he's actually subscribed to the podcast, and his um, he's on Instagram at Steve Stark forty five. Steve Stark, shout Thanks, out to Steve. Steve. Shout out to Steve. We appreciate it greatly that you follow us and listen to the podcast. But Steve had a really good idea because he's yeah. he's new to the the cigar world and is and was actually seeking more information. So we decided in this podcast, and we're going to do it ongoing to do kind of a cigar one hundred and one, trying to come up more of a creative yeah. name than cigar one hundred and one because that's just I mean that. Well, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's a general term. It's for like general that, ed for college. Like yeah. gotta start, colleges. You've got to start somewhere, and that's kind of what we're going to give you our opinion on. Yeah, so so shout out to Steve again for the recommendation. We'll continue doing these going forward. 
Um, but the first topic that we're going to talk about in Cigar 101 is if you're a beginner, what do you choose? So there's this vast world of cigars. You walk into any reputable humidor, and it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, even, even as someone who's seasoned and tenured in this, yeah. I can oh. I'll see a selection in a humidor, and Dude, I'm even overwhelmed. I like, window where do I begin? Sh- I'll window shop for fucking 20 minutes. Yeah, oh. I, I'm, I'm the worst by it. And I know there's yeah. a lot of times you guys are waiting for me. You're like, you've got everything picked out, and I'm sitting there still <laughs> browsing around. Um, because it is overwhelming. There's a lot to be chosen. There's there's a, a, a wide array of cigars yeah. that are ranging different in flavor profile, size, and so on. So if you're a beginner, where do you begin? I'll let you guys start because I want to kind of take a different approach to this. I've put a lot of thought into what my response is going to be, and I, I hope Steve appreciates it. But, Chris, you can, you can lead off. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Um, you really you have to taken a lot of different factors for that one if you can get help from a a, a store employee that has some general knowledge they can usually help you kind of pick it out because there's there'll be there'll literally be thousands of cigars for you to choose from and be honest tell them you're a beginner yeah and yeah always ask for help there's no shame in that i did that when i first started and usually they're smart enough that they'll kind of help you kind of pick out the right cigar but if let's say for whatever reason um, all of them suffered from a massive heart attack and you still want to buy your cigar in store. Um, and the only person left is a cashier who's new. Yeah. Um, you know, you could look at wrapper type. I know we talked about Connecticut's, which are, look Absolutely. for lighter wrappers. Yep. Yeah. Um, Connecticut shade specifically. Yep. And I would also avoid, uh, larger cigars. One, yes. because if you're a beginning smoker, you probably don't want to be smoking something for over an hour. Probably not. Um, you probably want to look at the smaller sticks. Uh, you can get like petites or you can get Robustos or yep. even a Toro would be kind of pushing it. But look for size. I would start off smaller. Also, really just know this. If you kind of go with anything other than a Nicaraguan filler, yeah, and you'll see Nicaraguan usually on on the labels. You'll You'll literally see the regions on them. Um, start with like a Dominican or something. It's, it's yeah. a little bit softer and it's not as, as bold or full flavored yep. and it won't pound you in the face your first time out. I thought you liked being pounded in the face. I mean, once I'm used to it, that's Chris's some, pastime. So I'm like it that way. I grew into it. Um, what I think what, what Chris hit on at the beginning, a lighter wrapper on the cigar typically means it's a little milder, right? Yeah. Typically. 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 Not all the time. It can fool you. So be careful there. Yeah. And he, Chris mentioned Connecticut and I'd say specifically a Connecticut shade. And the reason I say that is because it's less exposure to the sun, typically to grow a Connecticut shade. And this is probably getting into the weeds a little bit. They use what's called a cheesecloth to, to, so it creates kind of a cloud cover for, um, the tobacco leaf to grow. And that lack of exposure to the sun typically produces a more mild flavored. So something yeah. like a Connecticut shade is always going to be a little bit more mild from a wrapper perspective. Yeah. Dominican filler, Chris hit it right on the head. Dominican filler is what I like as kind of a go-to. It doesn't mean I don't like Honduran filler. It doesn't mean I don't like Nicaraguan filler. I just prefer something that's a little bit more light-bodied. I yeah. like mild to medium type cigars from a filler perspective. So if you can get something that's a Connecticut shade yes, with the Dominican filler, and a small Vitola, which Vitola means size, yeah. you're, you're going to be in good shape which your first go around. When, when you look at it, it'll be almost like a yellowish, like a pale yellow. Yeah, it's kind of a tan. Like uh, coffee yeah, with tan. creamer in it. 
Yeah, and that's that's typically what you're gonna yeah. see on that rapper. Um, and and in addition to that, another really good or segue, or even Habano, I think is manageable. Yeah, Habano is a very yeah Habano rapper is a very light rapper. That's that's another uh, Habano yeah. rappers would be perfect for having something a little bit lighter. Um, in addition to that, there's always that kind of segue into infusion cigars. So I know a lot yeah. of times, and when I say infusion cigars, I mean ones that are infused with flavor. Yeah. Usually um, to sweeten. Usually to sweeten. So that takes some of the harshness off of the tobacco. You've got to be careful about which ones you select from an infusion perspective. But Very there, much. there are some good ones out there that I would highly recommend. If you're a first, if you're a first time cigar smoker, it takes away a little bit of that spice and boldness by infusing it with something that's a little right. bit more sweet, something that your palate is used to. It's a really good transition it's type like, cigar. It's like yeah. coffees, right? When I first started drinking coffees, I had to add my sugars and my creamers to it, right? But as I became more seasoned with coffees and I didn't want to dilute the value of the coffee, I started drinking them black. That's, that's a good way to, to attack that. Yeah. yeah. Um, typically, I, I do not smoke infused tobacco. I do like one that I, that I do smoke, and I'll, I'll say what it is. It's the Drew Estate Java Mint. It's a yeah. great breakfast cigar if you're smoking Absolutely. at breakfast and you're, you're drinking a good cup of coffee. Um, there are a few that I, I just would not recommend for a first-time smoker because you're going to get the impression that that is the way a, a cigar should taste. Like the, and I love Drew Estate, but the Acid Cuba Cuba, to, yeah. to me, is it's designed for the weekend warrior, the golf guy that wants to smoke a stogie on the course. Every once in a while. But if you want to start smoking cigars and, and you're interested, I, I would just smoke a straight cigar that isn't infused because it, you're sure. going to find out if you like it or not. And, and, and as Chris said, smoke something small. Smoke like a Robusto or a Petite Corona, something not very big ring gauge. You don't have to look like Boss Hogg smoking a big 60 ring gauge yeah. cigar. And, and because, you know, this is the cigar community as a whole is, is a really unique one in the way that cigars are very historic. I mean, dating all the way back yeah. to the 1500s, yeah. f- first premium handmade uh, cigars. And that that kind of tradition needs to continue to play on. So yeah. what you don't want to do is you don't want your first experience to be a bad one because I can guarantee no. you you're going to be turned Jesus off. Jesus was it. a cigar smoker. <laughs> I've heard we, so. We, we have no data to back. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard so many times where someone will smoke a cigar very first time and have a really bad experience because they. It's not maybe that they initially selected it, but it may be someone who's more experienced yep. that gave them something that was that, 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 that was suits too, them. It was too far out of their league and their level at that yeah. time. And what it does is it really turns people off. I, I've heard stories where it's like, yeah, I'm not huge in cigars. Smoked one a long time ago, threw up, yep. made me sick, and I just I don't smoke them anymore. And it's really unfortunate because it is a, it not only is it great socially yeah. to smoke cigars, but just like a coffee, just like a beer, it is. You you begin to appreciate the flavors over. A long period of time you develop your palate just like you do in those other things and long term it becomes a very enjoyable thing to do and for those who have been turned off by bad experiences it's a little frustrating because it it is it's a great world to be a part of you know what would be good for his name steve right yeah steve i think we should give him just a few few cigars recommended from each one of us cao columbia that's a good sweet really good dominican yeah yeah, CEO um, Columbia um, would be a good one. I think even pushing it, but it would still be work. I think he could probably go with a Nat Sherman, a Nat Sherman Timeless. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's pushing it. That's, that's a Nicaraguan. That's a, that's a 
pretty full body, but, it's, but not, it's, good. it's not a harsh stick. It's though. not harsh, but no. it's definitely full flavored. Drew Estate Under Crown Shade. The Under Crown Shade, shade yeah. I think, yeah. would be absolutely one of the best ones. Yes. You know, for, for those who are listening to this, we're just giving you um, specific recommendations. I think the Under Crown Shade would be pretty much my, if you're not going infused, would be my number one. Or the Oliva Connecticut. That's a really good Oliva cigar. Connecticut would be a great cigar. Anything, again, that has shade grown Connecticut um, wrapper yeah. would e- be pretty good. Maybe, maybe Nubs. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. a like a nub, nub Cameroon. Nub yeah. Cameroon, yeah. yeah. That's a really good short cigar. It's not heavy. It's it's Cameroon wrappers kind of have that nutty characteristic. And to if it. you are yeah. a coffee lover, um, like even though it is Nicaraguan filler with mm-hmm. the uh mint java. Yeah. Um the Drew Estate, you can do the Java or the Mint Java. Those yep. are pretty pretty mild cigars that have a really good flavor if you like infused type stuff. Something I don't want to gloss over is it's not it's not always just the cigar that you choose as well. It's the process. So if you're new, have the shop cut it. If you go to a local shop, ask them. If they don't ask you, if it's a good shop, they'll ask you. If they don't, man, they failed you. So ask them to cut it for you. They'll ask you if you want a V-cut or a straight snip. Just tell them to cut it. So whatever. Surprise me. Yeah. And that way you don't mess the wrapper up. Because I, I find that a lot of novice cigar smokers cut way too deep. And they get into the wrapper, and the wrapper starts spiraling off. You only yep. want to snip the tip of that cap. Yeah. And for the love of God, do not use a Bic lighter on that cigar. No Bic lighter. No. You want no butane flavor yeah. or, at all. Or phosphorus uh, matches. matches. Yeah, use, use cigar matches or a butane cigar torch. Blue flame is good. Do Blue. not use Bic lighters. And the reason for that is you don't want to draw all those chemical flavors right. from your lighter. It can absolutely taint the it taste. It taints the taste of the cigar. So, again, I think it's really crucial that the first experience be the best, the best experience possible. Yep. Because what we want, and, of course, what the tobacconists want and what the manufacturers want, is for you yep. to continue coming back. So it is, it's supposed to be an enjoyable process. I hear yep. a lot of people like, I don't know how you smoke those. And that's typically because that person's had a bad experience. Yeah. Where I've had nothing but really good experiences yep. with cigars. You know how I get into a good experience? I literally go outside because I have to. Well, clearly are, you're going to smoke are outside, your, I guess. Are your pants on? No, I literally dress up in a suit. No, I go okay. outside. I light that bitch. I put on headphones and I listen to South American music. Mm. I don't go that deep with it. That's, <laughs> I'm usually wearing flip flops and a t-shirt. Dude, I, I listen to the Cincinnati Reds on it puts on you, the radio. It puts you yeah. in the. It puts me in the fucking mood, man. So uh, one other thing I, I have to mention. If you're a first-time smoker or a novice smoker, smoke after you eat. Don't smoke before. Yeah, um, you yeah, won't Nick, be able to taste your. Es- especially if you're, if you're, n- and also if you're not a regular smoker of cigarettes. So if your body's not acclimated to nicotine, you can have a really first bad experience depending on the yeah. nicotine content of the cigar. Unfortunately, that's not overly published. But the recommendation of yeah. eating before you smoke is good because a lot of that's going to be absorbed and digested in the yeah. food that you just ate. I the never last thing smoke you, on an empty stomach. Yeah, I it, typically don't. You but can I really it, it can make you sick. It can it can give you a lot of people don't like that head rush feeling. I like it to an extent. I don't like it where it's over impactful. Um, so I always try to make sure that I eat before I smoke, but I don't want to, but then you also, you get into the whole issue of depending on what you eat, contain right. the, the cigar in and of itself. But I'd say it's much safer to eat before. Listen, than to let's not. do this then. Cause you know, talking about eating before is obviously important. It's super important there. if you don't want to get sick, but you gotta be really careful about what you eat before you smoke a cigar. Yeah. Like what? Listen, I'd say no sugar. There's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, some people says, no, my cigar tastes great with this. Some people will literally have like 
Italian food before with garlics and stuff, and oh, it yeah, fucking no. spoils mm-hmm. the shit out of their yeah, cigar. No you, harsh herbs. You gotta be no really careful flavors. about what you eat before. I, Snack on some crackers. And this is <laughs> just eat old, some saltines. <laughs> old this, this is more advice than anything. This isn't a must do. Take your time because I, I found myself several times smoking a cigar and I'm just cranking on the thing. Yep. And you can get it too hot. And when you get it too hot, it can bitter the flavor of the tobacco. It can mess the oils up in the tobacco. And if you puff on a cigar one to two times a minute, that's typically pretty good. Take your time. It's a leisurely yeah, activity. Adam acts it, like a goddamn Vietnamese prostitute trying to make her next fucking... I, I smoke. <laughs> like, I, I chain smoke them. I'm like a whore. I, I pound them, but... Sucks on one and gets to the next one immediately. But I've been, I've, I've been <laughs> taking tricks. my time. I've been taking my time because I, I have found that like I get a cigar too hot, and then I taste it, and it, all I taste is really heat and like it, it just messes with the, yeah, the kind oils. of a burn factor in it so take your time don't crank on the thing it's not a race if you have the time and you have the time to enjoy it do that yeah i yeah this isn't a let's go out for my work break and smoke a fucking cigar yeah, but that's what cigarettes cigars, are for but there are cigars for that so like the the arturo fuente short story cigarellos really good cigar for a lunch break so if you're a lunchtime smoker and you have a half hour to 45 minutes but arturo fuente short story is a great cigar that's for that. true that's Absolutely. true I would say this too, if you're if you're new and you're really wanting to get in cigars, there's a lot that comes with that. It's not just the activity of smoking, but it's being a part of a community. Yep. And that's what we've come to understand is that there's a giant community out there. It's a little bit of a hidden community, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy because once you kind of insert yourself into it yeah. and you're in it, it's it's very tight knit. You very, see very. and interact with the same people over and over again. These people who appreciate everybody's this. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. Everybody's fantastic. So I'd say if you're a new smoker, Insert yourself into that social community because it is a great one to be a part of. People are very open. They're very welcoming. They're very humble to the process. There's people willing to help you because the next generation of smokers, is they're all being taught by the people who are smoking every day as a fish. Currently, it's us, but at some point, it's going to be... Yep, you. There'll be another generation. You twelve to seventeen year olds who uh, can't afford cigars yet. I yeah, and when you little fuckers turn eighteen, come see yeah, me. Yeah. Come see us. We'll sell you some cigars. I think the thing that can't be overstated is that stay in your own lane. If something really tastes good to you, that's fine. It doesn't have to be your mm-hmm. best friend's favorite oh, cigar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Corey, Corey is my best friend, and him and I have a little bit different flavor profile. But absolutely, we do like a lot of the same cigars. But he likes some cigars that I don't love. I like them, but I don't love them. And he's like, dude, this is one of my favorites, and that's great. You know why? Because he's trusting his own personal taste. And that's what you should do as well. Don't let let your golf course buddy tell you what to smoke. Smoke what you want. Find something you love. We'll make recommendations all day long. And we'll continue doing so. As we do reviews and as we do the Cigar 101s, we'll continue making recommendations for people based upon our own personal experiences. Um, But it doesn't mean that you're going to like it. It doesn't mean you're going to love it. I would definitely say... Branch out as much as you can. Try new stuff. Don't yeah. be afraid to try new things. Find the things that you love, but continue exploring what else and is out there. And if you can't afford it, just go to a local cigar shop on a really busy night and say, hey, can I try that? Yeah. And, just <laughs> and you can also... Literally have everybody hand you theirs, and you can see which ones you like. You can also go to our website, www.bigsixtobacco.co.com.co. And we do have a review section. We're going to be putting up some new content really soon. We, Man, we have so many backlogs. Yeah, we're really behind. We were so busy, but we yeah. have so many backlogs. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to be sooner or later we're going to catch up to Scar and, you know, fishing <laughs> out But they're yeah. short and to the point. We're not pretentious with it. They're no. short. They're like the two-minute reads. It's yeah. what you need to know to, to go, should I buy it or not? And you know what? 
we might not recommend a cigar that you like. You might go on there and read something that we like that you don't. That's fine, too. We're not right all the time. That is yeah. Big6Tobacco.co. If you can't spell tobacco, it's T-O-B-A-C-C-O. I should have fucked it up on purpose. I really should have. You're fired. You're fired. So, yeah. So, check out the website. We'll definitely have more reviews posted. We're going to have some articles posted coming up. We're going to continue doing the reviews in the podcast. Um, Again, the reviews that we have are are for, for... it's to be engaging, it, yeah. but it's not to be overwhelming. And one one of the things, because uh, we we do talk about um, a lot, we talk about the level of type of smoker that needs to be smoking a lot of these cigars. Yeah. The only thing uh, that isn't in our reviews, which we're going to be adding soon, is the experience level for these types of cigars. So we you know yeah. we talked about earlier for Steve, you know, like what cigars to try out, right? Yep. Based on your experience level, and we we talk you know about. Beginners or novice, and we talk about inter- intermediate, and then, you know, like veterans or... Yeah, here's advanced. Or, you know, the aficionados yeah. who are the people that, like us, have smoked hundreds at this point. Yeah, um, but it's, it's one key. Of the, yeah, one of the things we're going to add, even on the existing reviews, is experience level for you guys. So yeah. when you go through the review, you'll be able to say, like, yeah, that's a really good review, um, but I'm not quite maybe to that experience level based on your, yeah. you know, big sixes recommendation to try this. Cause we don't want you to have a bad experience if you smoke right. these, cause they are really good cigars, but you just got to work yourself up to them like anything. Yeah. Yep. You know, the review process is, is just meant to be an aid and, and our website's pretty, pretty good for that. I also like the articles that we have posted. Mm-hmm. If you're a reader and you're really in tune with what's going on in the cigar industry, or you want to be in tune, we do write articles from time to time. We really need to get back on that. Corey, Chris, and I have all written articles that are posted at that website. And, you know, if you have time, check them out. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, so again, uh, this concludes the Hot Ticket Podcast. We greatly appreciate it. I got one it. last question. I want to do yes. my closing tagline that I use on Instagram, too. That's fine. Yeah. I would, Go for it. You know, one of the things we did that was actually really good, we got really good feedback the first time, is typically when we do cigar reviews, we always... Um, pick the things that we're just interested in, and sometimes right. we randomize it. Um, but what we did differently several months back was um, we we literally sent out a post on Instagram and social media to ask you guys what cigars you would like us to review. Maybe they're ones you've tried but want to see how we'd take it, or maybe there's just a cigar that just came out and you want to see, you know, what type of response it you know we have for it. Yep. Um, so knowing that. We expect to post more on you know, like social media about what cigars you'd like us to review, and yep. we'll do that. So if you have any recommendations, either hit us on our website at Big6Tobacco.co or hit us on Instagram, message us whatever um, cigars you think we should try out um, that we haven't thought about, and we'll, we'll more than likely review them and kind of give you guys feedback. And we'll give you a shout-out. If you recommend we smoke one and we do it, we review it, we'll shout you out on, on the podcast and on Instagram. I am back on Instagram after a long hiatus. Yeah, so yeah. Adam Adam was off the grid for an extended period of time, and I'll go ahead and just say this is how we get a hold of everyone. Again, we'll yep. reiterate the the website, Big6Tobacco.co. You can also hit us individually up on Instagram. I am at Big6Corey. Adam is at Big6Adam. Very easy. Chris is at Big6Chris. This is all on Instagram. You can also reach us on Twitter, which is the Hot Ticket PC. That's our handle on Twitter. And, uh, of course, as always, we appreciate everybody listening to this and we'll continue giving you guys, give you guys content as long as you see it relevant, please subscribe, please review, please rate us on the podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. 
And that concludes the Hot Ticket Podcast. We are out. Stay smoky, my friends.